guys, it's Brittany Chisholm. You're listening to the Moto X Pod Show. Damn right, I picked that song. I love the Misfits, dude. Yeah, I saw them a couple years ago, but they were terrible live. Were they bad live? Yeah, I thought so. I've heard that from uh, more than one person. It says they're not very good live. They've had a few different singers. I I can't remember the guy. It was was Doyle, I think, that was singing that night, but it just wasn't good. Yeah, yeah. I don't know what's going on with that group. There's always something there. But, But yeah, this is a bitchin' song. Hell yeah. yeah. This is probably my favorite Misfit song. I like, okay. I think I like all of them, but this, the album this is on, the uh, American Psycho album, is my favorite. So I don't know yeah, why. Yeah, I'm digging this. I like the vocals. I haven't heard. I lo- I've heard a lot of their stuff, but I haven't heard this. Yeah, the whole album is is pretty good. Like this, like it's not, it's not as punk sounding like as the old Danzig stuff, right. but I mean, it's still good, you know. But uh, anyways, guys, episode three of the Moto X Pod Show is brought to you by Broadway Power Sports. Or Broadway Power Sports Tyler, Texas, excuse me. Visit BroadwayPowerSports.com. Yamaha, Suzuki, Kawasaki, Can Am, Polaris, Firearms, and more. They've got a full line of uh, moto stuff in there. They've got uh, what? Yeah, you, yes, go ahead. Sorry, it doesn't matter. Who gives a shit? But anyways, they uh, if you need it, they've got it in there. They online price match. Uh, it just If you need to pick up a, a can of filter spray, if you need a pair of motocross boots, if you need ammunition, if you need tires, if you need service, they've got you covered. So give those guys a shout over there. Show them some love. Shock Socks, the original and number one 10-second removable fork seal protector. Visit your local dealer for uh, info on how to get you a set of Shock Socks. I, I highly recommend uh, it's, it's a, a little bit of money to save a, a big pain in the ass of a problem. Nobody likes leaky fork seals. Me, for one, I don't, I'm not going to fix them i'm gonna take them somebody else to get them done Word. so uh this this eliminates that it's um it's an amazing product for a relatively low cost and uh, i highly recommend those mx girl designs that's g u r l guys at mx girl on instagram or uh, mx girl designs on facebook or interested in a great high quality set of graphics at, at a, a reasonable cost uh email char at mxgirl.com that's c-h-a-r Remember, guys, it's G U R L. Give Char give Char a buzz and uh, have her put you a template together. All Sport Dynamics. Visit MotocrossWristBrace.com. These are the same braces worn by Weston Pike, Adam Cincerello, Joey Savacci, Brock Tickle, and more. Uh, I highly recommend uh, you get you a set of these. Jamie and I both ride in them, and uh, I, I would not ride without them. I like my wrists. I don't like breaking them, and this will help with that. 
So uh, get get uh, give all sport dynamics a, a buzz on the internet and uh, or give them a call however you want to do it on the interweb on the interweb and uh, I want to give a shout out to our buddy Carl York York Welding and Fab they've been a sponsor of us that is uh, that is ceasing he's uh, changing his business up a little bit however we're going to continue he's going to continue working with us and uh, we'll, we'll give you more details on what that's going to do they're going to be. Uh, Probably uh, we're going to have a good outlet for you guys to get some motor work done on your bikes or, or just general service, things of that nature. So uh, we'll get back to you on that. And as always, want to give our guys over at uh, TPJ Racing some love. Um, Ted Parks and the boys, Ben LeMay killing it this year. Okay. So give those guys some love. And uh, anyways, guys, Mark Poole, Jamie Guida, Muscle Mark Darkside in the house. What up, dude? What's going on? Episode 63. 60 freaking three of these damn things. Who knew, man? <laughs> Who knew? Yeah, it, it doesn't take long. Yep, yep. I figured TJ would have mass murdered all of us by now as much as we fuck with him. Well, maybe that's why he gets away for a couple weeks at a time. Yeah, so he doesn't kill us. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> a little tense on the phone back then just now, wasn't he? Y- yeah. <laughs> Freaking jerk. Yeah, Freaking jerk. You're in the middle of the desert out there, dude. You can't be doing that to us. <laughs> but uh, we had a great uh, – what I thought was a great race this past weekend – Yep. Probably the best track I've seen in a lot of years yep. of Supercross. I wish they would make them all this way. Largest floor of a stadium. That was made it a little easier to make such an awesome track. Well, that yeah. that too, yeah. But we need more of those technical rhythm lanes and yes. longer whoop sections and, and bigger and whoops. Not and non uh, a non uh, track full of chicanes and things like that. We need more of that stuff. So uh, Aaron Plessinger and Eli Tomac killed it uh, in their respective classes. Both won. Uh, Got to give it up, man. I, Tomac just kind of started off two rounds, no points, and then has won both of them since then. <laughs> he I, likes to make it interesting, doesn't he? Yeah, and, and there's a lot of people still think he can't catch up. I do. I for sure think he can. Oh, it's definitely possible. I mean, it's I mean, the so, odds are against him, but yeah, it's definitely there. The, I mean, you know, if I know he can be consistent. I know he blew it last year. And I know it's more points this year. He's got to make up, but he's also not chasing Ryan Dungey. Yeah. So I think, and plus Marvin well, is kind of out of it at this point. He's in the same boat Eli's in. Last you know? year it was a little less points, but it was against a guy that rarely finished outside the top three. He, against a guy that isn't going to lose points. But you know, if you heard Travis Mark said that on everybody else he made up a hundred points. Yeah. The same everybody else that's still in this series this year. Mm-hmm. So it's not impossible. Like I, I definitely don't have him out, but no, I. I I, he's he's still not going to have an easy time though. No. We got Kenny starting to hit his stride. Justin Barcher's yeah, riding amazing. Yeah, and uh, I really like what I'm seeing from uh, the 51 this I like year. His attitude. I don't have you gotten that far. In the yeah, show? oh yeah, yeah. no, yeah. no. Justin's awesome, man. Yeah. He uh, well, it just shows you that the guy's a true professional. Mm-hmm. He Agreed. understands, you know, and things happen, man. You know how it goes. Sure. You, you get you start this this whole game young, and. You're a baller from day one. You're the man. You're the guy. Everybody's looking at you. And it's easy to let things get away from you, ego being one of them, or attitude, whatever you want to call it. But, uh, you know, when uh, he was faced with the fact that there was nothing out there for him, he put his head down. He did what he had to do to change it, and he's doing great, and I applaud him for it. I think it's awesome. Yeah, I agree. I agree. I'm excited that he's up there. It's one more guy in the mix. You know, a guy that can be aggressive at times but hasn't. Well, hey, I mean, Anderson's kind of having to do the same thing. Yeah. You know, dudes don't like that crap, you right, know, and you're right. not going to – and you've heard uh, a lot of other people talk about this, Mathis, all these guys. If you're trying to win a title, you don't want any damn enemies out there. No, no, you're so, right. Look what happened to Dungey last year when he made Chad read mad. Well, yeah, when he pissed Chad <laughs> off. I mean, now that could have really been costly for him. Yeah, so, yeah. uh 
You definitely, especially like, I mean, there's the, still the Vince Freezes lurking out there, which I know Vince is doing a lot better this year. Fly Racing's Vince Freeze now. Yeah. That's awesome. I wonder, what did they say what like happened with the JT deal? Is it just, is that gear going away again or what? Man, I haven't heard a word. I haven't heard I anything. Know. I don't see anybody wearing it. No. So, it must be. It's probably hard to stay competitive in that business. Yeah, I would say so, man. It uh, especially it with a lot of the, money. It was, yeah, especially with the guy, you know, the foxes, and I mean, everybody's got a distributor backing them. Right, it's, right. You can't screw with them, you know. So if JT didn't have one, then I see what the deal is. Right. But, uh, anyways, great race. I uh, we're gonna have some great guests tonight, guys. Uh, Aaron Plessinger, uh, winner from this past weekend. Heck yeah, he was. We're gonna talk to him. We're gonna talk to the Bud Man, Buddy Antonez, five-time Arena Cross champ, JGR Racing's Buddy Antonez. We're gonna then we're gonna finish out with two privateer heroes, Alex Nagy and uh, Kay Clayson. Kay Clayson. Kay Clayson. FXR Racing's now FXR Racing's yes. Kay Clayson. He's uh, got a big boy job now, and that's cool. We're yeah, gonna hear about hopefully that. Hopefully, we're gonna hear about him getting back to racing because I know there was a big phone call in the last couple of weeks. I haven't heard what the status of that is. Well, we're maybe ask, he'll tell us. Maybe he won't. We're gonna ask him for sure. What What the hell was that? I don't know. The mic got <laughs> the mic spiked. It did. It. Uh, <laughs> Everything spikes in here, man. This is such a <laughs> janky deal. I mean, I, we make it work very well, but uh, thanks to fucking hey, TJ, we do. Yeah, anyway. yeah, because if it wasn't for him, we wouldn't have any of this shit. So. Uh, I can tell you this much. if his, it, it, You give him a bunch of shit and pieces and let him figure out how to put it together, and he'll do it. You know. Oh, yeah. It might yeah. be different than you would have done it, hey, but he'll make it work. Have you seen the movie The Martian? Uh, the guy, well, I can't even think of the dude's name now. That um, From Goodwill Hunting. Um, what's that dude's name, the actor? Jason Bourne. Anyway, he's a he's a astronaut gets stuck on Mars. Oh yeah, Matt off. Matt Damon. Matt yeah. Damon. There you go. Yeah, yeah, I can see TJ getting off. Like he would he, he would build a spaceship out of something and Speaking find his of, way he's back. Texting, he's texting me talking shit right now. So oh yeah, is he mad? I, I sent him the middle finger emoji. That's the only response he's gonna get from me. <clears throat> but um, that's me. Anyways, I, I, uh, I mean I don't know what to say. Uh, who cares? But uh, anyways. This will be uh, – he'll have to uh, hear about it on the replay. We can shit talk him all we want right now. He can't do anything about right. it. Right. Which I'm fine with. But uh, racing's been good this year, man. We need more tracks like we had this weekend, though. Build some big whoops. Build some big rhythm sections. Let the uh, let the dudes race. Let the, let the cream rise to the top. It should be that way. That triple on-off was badass. Oh, yeah, no doubt. I know in group text I was just going on and on about it Saturday. Yeah, yeah. That was badass. Yeah, you weren't the only one. Some of the other group texts I was in, everybody's – that I mean, that was a cool section. That that was one of those sections that we haven't seen in years, where it separates the elite guys, yeah. the James Stewart types. Of, oh my God, did you see that he jumped that? Nobody else would. We haven't seen anything. Let's like that be in a honest. Long time. James would have quadded over that thing and then quadded <laughs> that whole next set too. Right. You know. But uh, anyways, yeah. guys, that's yeah, about that time. We're gonna get to our first guest. We're gonna take a quick break and be back. All right, guys, we're going to get to our first guest. He was uh, the big winner in uh, of the Glendale, uh, the race in Glendale, excuse me, 250 class winner, Star Racing's Aaron Plessinger. Aaron, what's up, dude? 
How's it going, boys? Thanks for having me on the show, man. You're hey, glad to have you. Now, Aaron, is it Plessinger or Plessinger? It's, uh, well, I mean, I say it both ways, but my, uh, my grandma's always said it, Plessinger. I'm going to say, uh, pl- I'm going to say Plessinger. I'm going to say Plessinger then. Because I thought that's what it was, but I keep, I mean, you never hear the same thing twice from anybody. So, right. you know. So, how you feeling oh, yeah. after your second win of the season? Uh, I'm feeling pretty confident. Um, got off to uh, really good starts in uh, Phoenix, and yeah, I'm just uh, really on a, on a high right now. And um, me starting behind Joey and Shane and passing them both uh, really gets my confidence really uh, really going. And um, yeah, I'm looking forward to this weekend. Hopefully, uh, hopefully extend my points lead. Yeah, absolutely. It's cool to see the red plate back on your bike. Now, we keep talking about how awesome we think this track is. We Obviously, we didn't have to ride it, so we don't really know. But I felt like this is an Aaron Plessinger-style track. How did it suit you? Obviously, pretty good. You're at the top of the box, but did you like it? Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, uh, definitely. Um, you're, you're talking about uh, Phoenix? Yeah, yeah, I'm sorry. Did I say something else? Yeah, yeah. No, uh, no I I I kind of got confused a little bit, but, uh, no, um, the track was awesome. Uh, the whoops were great. They were, uh, they were safe and, uh, I mean, they got, they got a little, uh, dry, but you know, the, the rhythms were awesome. They, uh, they had two really long rhythms and I really, I really gelled with the track and, and the sand section was a little, a little hairy, but, uh, we made it through <laughs> and, um, yeah, it was just my kind of track. It was technical and the whoops were big and it just, uh, I mean, the track gelled really well. That sand section, there were some dudes getting cha-cha going yeah. through there. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Uh, almost tossed away on one lap in there. It was uh, it was pretty crazy. It got it got wild. <laughs> <laughs> well, we were talking before you were on that this is one of the first tracks in, in a long time, it seems like, where there was a section or two that really separated the elite riders from, you know, the next level down a little bit. It wasn't wasn't just a track where everybody could do everything kind of like you know i mean it's been a few years since we've had a track like that i mean do you like that to have that extra challenge that i can do this and this guy behind me can't oh yeah definitely yeah it definitely makes for a good racetrack when when things separate people and uh you can make some passes and you know there were some hard rhythms that that other people couldn't do that i just uh i just flowed really well with the track and i could get it done and um yeah it was just i think it was a, a great racetrack and and uh made made for some really good passing and really good racing did, how many did you, you did you pull that uh that three on three off any during the main event i don't i don't remember for some reason <laughs> no i uh i've seen the 450s doing it in practice and uh shoot i I thought about it in in when I was walking the track, but actually when I when I did the three on, it would I would land to where it would unload my suspension, and if I actually hit that, I would have probably went nose diving right into the face of that big jump. Oh so, yeah, don't do that. Yeah. <laughs> well, I don't know if you remember, and I I, I think I <coughs> said something to you about this in a text. I, I called your win at Houston because I knew that track was going to get nasty. And it got ruddy, kind of like you like, you know. And are you are you a little disappointed that you didn't get to ride the East Coast for the ruts? I mean, was that kind of a bummer when that happened? Um. Well, I was. Uh, I've actually been projected to ride um, East Coast for two years now, but um, 
I mean, I did it in, in 16, and it was it was cool, but, I mean, I like the tracks either way. I okay. mean, ruts or no ruts, it's, uh, I don't know, it's it's good to have ruts, but I uh, I kind of want to label myself as an all-around rider and not just get in ruts. So, sure. Well, I, think, uh, I think it was good for me to do do west this year. I think it's good to have that attitude, man, because when you move up to the big bike class, you got to race them all. And uh, that a lot of guys are, you know, seem to claim that they're one, they like one thing or another, man. When you get premier class, you got to race it all. It doesn't matter. So that's good that you're already thinking on that on ter- on those terms. Yeah, for sure. And I, I definitely, I definitely like the rest and 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 all that. But I, I think uh, riding out here in California, it's it's really uh, made me good at hard pack, which is, I mean, the. Uh, the test tracks get really, really hard packed and really, uh, really slick. So I've, I've found myself riding really good on that stuff too. So it, uh, we're saying hands on a new horse cookie and, um, yeah, I'm really, I'm really pumped to do that. Would you ever, after Supercross outdoors, that kind of thing's over, would you ever consider going back to doing some off-road stuff? I definitely, definitely want to, um, Star doesn't really uh, <laughs> doesn't really want me to um, get off of uh, motocross and supercross right now, but right. definitely when when the uh, when the motocross and supercross career are over, um, I definitely would like to get out get out in the woods and, and dice it up with those guys for sure. Well, you've got a, a hell of a pedigree for that, and it's funny because we were listening to Shorty on the uh, Pulp X show the other day. And he just raced that the Dakar Dakar Rally. <laughs> You seem like one of those guys that's kind of gnarly like that. You just handle it. Like, you you would like it. I mean, it's it's a little bit psychotic to me to go do something like that. But I bet you could kick a little ass at it. I don't know. I mean. I, I would I would love to do something like that. I would love to, to do uh, the car and uh, ride one of those big bikes. I definitely have to uh, get some practice on one for sure. But I think that would be, that would be badass. Dude, they got dudes with uh, catheters that are just peeing yeah. right right. Yeah, yeah. It's kind of a it's kind of a deal. Like Shorty rode the last eight hours or whatever with a broken tip fib. Like, it's, yeah, those guys are nuts. After but, I didn't realize how much went into that, and how heavy those bikes were, and how much stuff they had to carry. It's I've never. It felt doesn't like, even sound fun to me. I've never felt like such a vagina uh, after <laughs> yeah, listening to that. Yeah. You know. Yeah, Shorty's a man. Yes, he is. So, man. Um. So. Uh, you know, you're doing really well right now. Um, I feel like you have an extremely good chance of winning this championship. Um, what do you feel like are your best qualities as a racer? Um, I can tell you one thing that is not my quality is practice. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not too good at practice. But, uh, do you mean you know, the Do you mean I, the qualifying times practice or just practice during the week? Um. I'm I'm good at practice during the week, but qualifying. I actually qualified ninth this past weekend. <laughs> wow. It was, yeah, qualifying isn't isn't my uh, isn't my thing, but right. once we get to the races, I uh, I turn it around somehow and, and pull out the uh, the laps that those guys are running in practice. <laughs> well, so that's. I think I think that's one good trait that I get and uh, consistency, man. Yeah. I've, I've always been. Uh, pretty good at, at consistency it didn't it hasn't shown yet but um at the practice tracks i'm i'm consistent all week and uh this year it's really showing um that obviously uh a2 didn't go the way i wanted it to but it was a it's definitely a weird format weird track but um if you uh 
if you take that out, I'm, I'm I got second at at A1 and uh, first in Houston and first in Phoenix. So consistency is gonna gonna play a big factor in this, I think. Yeah, for sure. I mean, that, hell, Ryan Dungey's shown that. That's that's the way to win championships. But you mentioned the uh, the Triple Crown format. Did you not like that format or just not like that track or both? Um, I think it was a good, good format. I think it's a good idea. Um, I told the guys maybe, uh, maybe a little, a little bit longer mains would have been, uh, nice and, mm-hmm. and maybe a little bit more technical track, but, um, I think it was, it was cool for the fans. Um, when you are going actually to the race, I heard a little bit mixed, uh, mixed emotions about the TV showing. I think it was uh, a lot of waiting around and, and stuff, but I think I think it's cool. Um, it's definitely cool for the fans to watch uh, six premier gate jobs in one night and, and see us racing uh, a lot more than they would. Yeah, yeah, for for sure. As a fan, we all loved it. We thought it was amazing. Yeah, I think maybe they should have put a little more time in between the two fifties and four fifties, and then made the time between the four fifties and the two fifties a little shorter. You know, kind of even it out a little bit more because. Sitting at home between the, the Motos 1 or Main Event 1 or whatever you would call it, Main Event 2, it felt like it was three hours, you know. And I like the platform they got. Yeah. I think they've got something good to work with. They just need, Definitely. They need to get a better track And I next think time. Feld knows that. They're yeah. working on those things already. They've already heard all the feedback. But I wouldn't be surprised in the next couple of years we get a lot more of those. So. For sure. And, yeah, I, I agree with oh, you yeah, yeah. doing maybe three 10-minute or three something, you know, where it's – Maybe the first one isn't yeah, so yeah. short. I uh, yeah, I think uh, I think three ten minute or even three twelve minute would be uh, would be ideal. But yeah, like you guys said, I think um, I think in the future we're going to see a lot more of that and a lot more um, a lot more changes in this uh, this series. For sure, yeah, for sure. It's, yeah. it seems to be headed that direction, and people are calling for it. And I mean, I guess it is what it is. You know, I'm sure you guys want it to be consistent one way or another. If we're going to do this, let's do this. You know, if we're, we're going to do that, let's just stick to that. I don't know. Some some like it, some hate it, but we enjoyed it at home for sure. <laughs> yeah, I think it, I think people will come around to it, and uh, I definitely liked it. I mean, my starts weren't uh, weren't the greatest, but I mean, you know, the people that did get good starts, they they did good. So um, I uh, I kind of went back and worked on my starts and it showed in Glendale. Absolutely, yeah, yeah for sure. So, hey, there's been talk over, you know, I guess, well, with the arena cross rules that they brought in a few years ago where you had to go race – people have to go race arena cross to get their points to ride supercross. You had to go through that, am I right? You had to race some arena cross first? Yeah, yeah, I actually did some in, in 2014. Um, they did Baltimore, which I um, won the, the arena cross class in the second night. And then uh, – I did uh, Greensboro, North Carolina, and Louisville, Kentucky. And uh, after after Baltimore, they kind of got sick of me and started uh, <laughs> started roughing me up a little bit. <laughs> there you go, right? What do you feel like that actually gave you some Supercross experience, or is it just so drastically different that it really didn't affect Supercross? Um, I think for sure it gave me gave me a little insight on what I was to expect. Um, I mean, with the autograph signings and all the cameras in your face, racing in front of that many fans, and uh, yeah, never really got that in in amateurs. Sure. Um, and then, I think one one thing that helped out 
uh, tremendously was was doing the arena cross and then going straight into uh, Monster Cup and then straight into Super Cross. So you do think it was beneficial? Because you hear a lot of guys say there's no re- there's no reason to do that. You you think it was beneficial for you though? I think it was beneficial for me for sure. I mean, you get to race fast guys that 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 aren't scared to run it in on you, and right. uh, you really need to get used to that if you're if you're coming to Supercross for sure. <laughs> for sure, it sounds like it's not going to matter anymore because the word is that Arena Cross is going away. That's the rumor we heard, anyways. I don't know if there's any any substance to that, but it seemed like a pretty credible source. It was it was telling somebody we know that that they're Feld's going to scrap that series. I hope that's not the case, but yeah, I hope that's not the case. Um, Arena Cross brings in a lot of uh, good publicity, I think, and and uh, they race in a little smaller towns. So I think it's. I hope that's not the that's not the case, and. And I hope they uh, continue to do Arena Cross, and I think uh, maybe if they threw us in there for for a race or two, yeah, right, uh, they'd change their minds. Yeah, right. Yeah, that would be cool. What I like about Arena Cross too is it still has the grassroots feel. I know it's a professional uh, professional organization, professional race, but it's and it's not that Supercross is bad or anything. But you just kind of you still like you said they go to the smaller towns, they're in the smaller arenas. It just gives you more of that 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 grassroots feel that you don't really get in, in the, in the pro scene at the top, you know? Yeah, for sure. I think, uh, I think a lot of people that don't know about motocross go to arena cross and they, they kind of open their mind to it a little bit. And when they see the, the good racing going on, they start to get into sport a little bit. Right. Right. Aaron, I've got a, I've got a comment on uh, your boot selection for this past weekend. <laughs> Those things were sick. I was telling these dudes, and the uh, all I could talk about in the group text all Saturday was that three on three off and Plessinger's boots. That's literally all I could talk about. <laughs> those were sick. I loved them. Yeah, yeah. Those are those are some sick boots. Those are actually boots from uh, from last year. Um, I can't remember what race it was that we wore them uh, the first time, but I think it was one of the outdoors. And uh, yeah, I just I, I kept them on the track because I knew there was uh, there was going to be a time where I break them out again. <laughs> there you go. So you guys will do that then. You'll you'll keep some stuff on from year to year. Like like I mean, obviously not gear, but boots. Like you'll keep a couple sets on the truck and pull them out from time to time. Yeah, yeah, for sure. When when something uh, when when we get a gear piece that that matches well with uh, some boots we've we've already had, we we just throw them on and. and uh, Maybe maybe win that lit kid award. <laughs> well, you should win it for this past weekend. You definitely should. I think what yeah. Tickle won it, didn't he? Yeah, I'm on the best dress bandwagon. Well, so. well, hey, let's get let's get Plessinger hey, on yeah. that one then. He can win that. He should have. I don't do the lit kid. I'm old, Aaron. <laughs> I'm on Chris Kiefer's program, best dress. But yeah, the boots were gnarly. And uh, so, hey, man, when you have a day off, let's say you just let's say you get a weekend off, you got nothing to do. What would be the what would be your go-to hobby outside of moto? So I, uh, I really like fishing a lot. Um, it's kind of hard to do here in California, but um, whenever I get a chance to go fishing, I'll go fishing. Um, I like riding go-karts. Um, you know, it's uh, it's kind of hard to to have uh, a lot of hobbies with this yeah. sport, but I, I kind of find things to do around the house and, and uh, kind of try to i don't know stay stay in a little bit rest for for a while but uh other 
like fishing. I like uh, playing a little Xbox here and there, and yeah, maybe uh, maybe throwing some go karts on a week off. There you go. There you go. Is there any good bass fishing in California to be done or no? Well, to tell you the truth, I think the one of I think California has like gnarly big bass. Wow. They just they just don't come out. <laughs> I think uh, they when they when they do spawn, I think they they go down to the bottom and they stay there for a couple years and they just get fat <laughs> and then I think one person catches them and then they catch on and it's over from there. <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like I think trout is big out there, isn't it? No, it depends on if there's a river for it. I'm Sacramento sure there is river. somewhere. Yeah. Yeah, I think uh, a lot of people go go fly fishing out here. And, yeah. Uh, in like little creeks and creeks and rivers and uh, catch like little miniature salmon and and all that so i'd like to do that one day definitely that does sound fun yeah i i remember um i was gonna add do you take your pole with you like when it's for the nationals because i know a lot of the tracks have ponds and creeks yeah yeah for sure a lot of the nationals have uh have a lot of rivers and creeks by um i think i went i went fishing uh at Redbud didn't really catch anything. Um, I think we went fishing at. Uh, uh, I think the guys on the team went fishing at, at Muddy Creek, that so they caught a few. But uh, I really want to go fishing at at Colorado. I think they got a a big river up there, and uh, I'd like to uh, get my line in up there. There you go. Yeah, I've got a <clears throat> I've got a friend I grew up with that lives in that same area, and and all he does is fly fish, and and is just obsessed with it. And you know, <clears throat> excuse me, they've got they've got the perfect uh, landscaping for it. Good cold rivers, and it's just and plenty of them too. You know. Yeah, for sure. I I definitely like to like to learn how to fly fish. It's uh, it's kind of a hard thing to do, but I think. Uh, I mean, once you get the hang of it, you kind of fall in love with it. Well, I'll tell you this. It, it may be, it probably takes a little patience and a lot of practice, kind of like riding a dirt bike. You're pretty damn good at that. So I feel like you could get this fly fishing thing down pretty easily. <laughs> Hopefully. Maybe I'll take some lessons. <laughs> right on. Well, I'll tell you what, Aaron. We know you're a busy guy. We won't take any more of your time, but we really appreciate you coming on this uh, stupid little show, man. Thanks for Thanks for talking with us tonight. Hey, thank you for having me on, and uh, yeah, anytime you guys want to talk, I'm I'm, I'm free. Awesome, right, awesome. Thank you, man. Be careful. We will take you up on that. <laughs> <laughs> All right on, boys. Later, right, we'll AP. See. Have a good one. All right, see you guys. Take care. Bye. Aaron Plessinger. See, I knew it was Plessinger. Everybody else is saying it wrong. <laughs> All you fucks, stop saying Plessinger. It's Plessinger. Plessinger. I think he just like he's cool. He doesn't care. Yeah, you know, yeah, he's, he's like, chill. He's a laid back guy. I like that. I do too. I do. Yeah, I like that a lot. Off road guy, man. Those dudes are gnarly. Oh, know? for sure, for sure. So, uh, but anyways, well, all right, guys, we're gonna go ahead and go to commercial break, and when we come back, the one and only Buddy Antonez. Bud man. Hey, Kylie. Does your husband have to deal with leaking shafts? No way, Kathy. He uses shock socks. The original and number one 10-second removable fork sill protector. Looks like the best way to keep grit and grime out of your fork sills. So, if you don't want the headache and expense of constantly replacing fork sills, get Shock Socks. Go to ShockSocks.com and visit them on Facebook to pick your color. And don't forget, they are available for street bikes too. 
In business since 1989, Broadway Power Sports and Tyler strives to provide a superior product with superior service. From motorcycles to watercraft, their full parts and service department, they can get you taken care of with great brands like Can-Am, Polaris, Yamaha, Suzuki, Sea-Doo, and Victory. And don't forget they have firearms too. Broadway Power Sports is your one-stop recreation shop. Broadway Power Sports can match any online price. They can have most orders by the next day for no extra charge. With a friendly staff that offers a personal touch with a smile, how could you go wrong? Call 595-6288 or click broadwaypowersports.com and save. That's 903-595-6288 and tell them Moto Xbod sent you. Dark Side here. Are you guys in the market for a set of new custom graphics? Are you tired of the same old basic layouts the big box companies offer? Well, if so, then you need to check out MX Girl Designs. From custom graphic kits, stickers, reproductions, and even vintage, MX Girl does it all. Call or text Char at 936 828 1472 or email Char, C H A R, at MXGirl. Dot com and that's mxgirl g u r l and tell her moto x pod sent you you got the one snowman i'm eastbound and down hey guys muscle mark here i want to introduce you to my friends over at york welling and fab from new construction truck beds barbecue grills and anything else you can come up with york welling and fab has you covered with deep motocross roots and 20 plus years experience York Welding and Fab is a brand you can put your trust in. Call Carl at 903-780-7369. That's 903-780-7369 and tell him Moto X Pod sent you. All right, guys, welcome back. Again, big shout out. Broadway Power Sports, Tyler, Texas, Shock Socks, MX Girl Designs, All Sport Dynamics, TPJ Racing, Coming up next, it is, a, it is a true honor to introduce this next gentleman. He has uh, done a lot of things in this sport, five-time arena cross champion, now JGR Racing Suzuki's Buddy Antonez. But, Bud, man, what's up, dude? Ah, oh, not much. Like I said, I was just uh, working in the garage, getting my Suzuki ready to go throw some roof tomorrow night where, where, on some vet. Right on. Where are you riding at tomorrow night? Uh, where, I'm going to Paris Raceway, uh... My guy Austin Prita's uh, been managing that place for uh, for uh, probably six eight months, and he always has it on point. So I have a bunch of fun out there. Right on. Me, uh, me, and, me and Seth Rarick um, have a little Wednesday night riding club uh, that we've been having a lot of fun doing. Right that on. That sounds fun. Yeah, I wondered if uh, if you still rode for a long time, and then I, and then you, of course you went and did Loretta's last year. So did you take a break from it? Or are you back doing it? Or tell us about that. Man, I. I got done racing in 2004, and I didn't even really, you know, have much interest in the dirt bikes, you know, and and I rode here and there, and then it came to after about uh, about seven, eight years after retirement, I rode only on my birthday, and <laughs> right periodically here, and then, um, you know, with the Tennessee racing, the Tennessee in the 40 plus, um, I lost a bet to Christy LaCurl, and um, you know the the, the sh- the shortest version I give you is uh, she didn't know how to swim, um, and me and uh, one of my uh, buddies, uh, Jason Verbracken, who's Connor Molinex's dad, uh, stepdad, um, we did some triathlons here and there together, and 
so this one triathlon we we're going to do in October was a open water swim, and I knew those were tough. And she's never swam before, so wow. it's like, you know, all right, if she can do this, you know, um, I'll. She made the bet. If I do it, you have to race Loretta's next year. And it was kind of like, yeah, right, okay, whatever. It's a big commitment to get ready for you know triathlon. It wasn't full distance, but nonetheless, still triathlon. So she uh, she got it together. And uh, she actually said at one moment she did a, an open water swim without a, a wetsuit, and she almost pulled the plug. So um, she she ended up doing it and doing it good. She's a pretty good athlete herself. And so then my Loretta Lind assault happened. She talked Nathan Ramsey into it, also doing it. So um, awesome. I had my old training partner back. So it was like rewind, you know, 30 years, and we're at it. Right. Is, is that uh, Gary Sutherland's girlfriend? What's that? Is is Christy? Is that Gary Sutherland's girlfriend? It is. Yeah, yeah I thought yeah. so. Gary Sutherland's right. girlfriend, uh, Christy LaCurl. She um, she is a, a woman of, of a lot of trades, and, and she's a lot of fun to be around. She, as I found out, she makes bets with a lot of different people to get them to <laughs> do things that they normally wouldn't want to do. Nice. <laughs> so you got. So in other words, you got hustled. I got hustled big time. You know? <laughs> and. Usually, you know, I'm the one trying to do the hustling, and, and she got me good. <laughs> right. That's funny. I, I think it's cool. After all these years, you're you're still riding Suzuki. Obviously, you work for a Suzuki team now, so it kind of fits. But yeah. to me, it's cool. Yeah. I, I ride a Suzuki, and I'm a huge fan of the brand. Yeah. No. Um, when I when I thought about doing it, like there was just it's the right fit. Um, seeing Pal Alexander at um, a one uh, last, you know. Uh, 2017 and uh put it put it together and i think i got my bike in march and uh actually dustin farthing uh for mountain motorsports at the time Mm -hmm. uh, ended up helping me out a bunch as well and and he was a real asset to uh making life easy for me getting ready and fast forward a little bit like thinking about in hindsight like i needed another three months to you know really be prepared so anybody out there that thinks they're going to go sign up and do loretta's you need a year you know <laughs> yeah uh, you need one year of, of getting after it and um i started training you know off the bike and getting ready in in probably october or so uh, actually september because the triathlon was in october so my kickoff was the, the triathlon and just kept going forward but as far as serious riding i didn't get to go get going with that till march Right on. Are you are you planning on maybe trying to make another run for that, or are you are you too busy now, or are you just over it? Yeah, <laughs> you know, um, it was fun. Won't do it again. I'd like to do the World Vets, you know. So I'd like to check, you know, check off a few of these events that I haven't done, and um, possibly Mammoth in the future. Um, I've always liked riding up there. Um, but the main thing is, is believe it or not, like I found my kind of love to throw my leg over the bike. Um, that maybe you know all those years I raced from from three years old all the way through um, 31. That you know you just you you've done it for so long that you kind of like okay, I, you know I'm putting it away healthy, all that. You're good. You step away from it. Um, and then the big thing is when you're away from it is trying to get back going. You know, you go out, you get arm pump, and you can do two laps, and that's not no fun. So once you finally break through that that boundary of being able to ride the bike the way you want and put in laps, then it's fun again, you know. so. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, where I've been having a lot of fun is also trail riding, Richie Canyon, Octillo, 
um, you know, there's, there's, I've had a lot of fun doing that as well. Yeah, y'all got y'all got some good hot spots for that out in your way. We we we're have trouble with that here in Texas. As big as it is, there's so much private land we can't get on anywhere to go. You know. Yeah, you know, I, I haven't done much riding in Texas other than the tracks, but uh, I know uh, you know DL Wood, um, you know a lot of that crew with um, those guys. They 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 find spots here and there, but I never got to get out there and and kind of experience it with them. But I had been to Cooper's place, which is Oklahoma, like a little bit kind of a little different landscape. But yeah. uh, back in the early 90s, went riding there one time to stay, and he's like, yeah, hey, we're going to do some cliff jumping. I'm like, oh, okay, cool. This is what we do at home. And his version of cliff jumping was dropping down in a ravine and jumping the cliff out. I'm like, that's not cliff jumping. And cliff jump to me is something at the top of the hill that you're – trying to actually get up a cliff right right <laughs> yeah i figured coop's version would have been something like you jump <laughs> off the cliff first and then you know you gotta you gotta dip back he's still he's still gnarly we, we've talked to him on here he, before and, and hung out with him at diamond dons he's crazy he, he is man um i had a blast that the time that i spent there i was about 17 years old first year on on suzuki and coop had the whole team out there and it was my first kind of experience uh trial bike riding and uh, that guy was wide open from the time we got up in the morning until we went to bed, just two-wheel this, two-wheel that, um, had a blast. And, you know, to fast-forward a little bit to Coop riding that kind of, um, what is it, that race at Ironman where they had Coop and Stanton, Todd DeHoop. Oh, yeah, uh, the, the Legends it, race. Yeah. little Legends race, and he busts that triple up. <laughs> um, Before anybody. airtime Cooper style, right? pretty rad yeah he's never been scared to jump anything i my first supercross yeah. experience was i believe it was the 90 anaheim and i don't know if it was 90 mm-hmm. or 91 because i went to both those but there was these two little doubles and he was quadding them and and now i go back and i watch that race and i think oh well that's, that jump looks little but back then it was massive oh and, yeah back then it, it was uh really massive and the, you know the art of supercross was still being you know tweaked a little yeah. bit and uh the the way they built the jumps you know almost landings that were vertical right um you know and they were not planned out tracks that they're going to jump this they're going to jump that you know <laughs> it was kind of like you know i remember the days where you go out for practice come back you'd hear oh they're jumping that now huh. Crap. Yeah, you know, yeah. it wasn't even something that they were supposed to be jumping because we didn't have video back then, right? Very, very much. So you kind of had to keep your uh, your eyes and ears open. The, uh, the Oklahoma City Supercross in 1990, they had that big Woo! triple step up, and I, I heard somewhere, and it may have been from Coop, I don't remember who, but they, they that thing was specifically built for him. It kind of made sense because he was one of the only guys jumping it all day, you know, just from watching yeah. the race. Yeah, that track, if you go and watch that that track back, that was a beast. It was hot that day. And um, I remember at that time, we were all, like, starting to play with skimming whoops, right? Mm-hmm. And Stevenson, Matasevich, um, a few of those guys had it had it on point. So um, Denny was trying to teach me how to Cooper's how to skim whoops. And I remember practicing a coop, practicing, practicing, and then they had these uh, pretty big rounds. Uh, skimmers, or actually they were jumpers, but Denny turned them into skimmers after the finish line. And uh, I made some passes through them. I'm like, yeah, I got this. 
about the fourth time I dropped the front and endoed harder than I've ever endoed <laughs> in my life before. Oh, that track claimed a few of them. Let's jump subjects a little bit. Talk about uh, you know the JGR season so far. The team. How, what do you think? Uh, what, what are you stoked on? What do you you know? Talk about that a little bit. Well, I'm I'm really stoked on on the team in general. Um, with Jeremy Albrecht and JGR and the whole crew, they've they've doubled in size. You know, in maybe September October, knew everything was was going that way. But once finally everybody got hired, is you know more around the end of October time. Um, and the fact that how the synergy is, how the mechanics get along, riders, it's really um, you can see the the way it can go and the future that it holds for for the riders, the team. Um, everybody, partners involved, all that. Um, Racing-wise, Weston is absolutely just crushing it. He is, um, yeah. You know, and it's like I was telling everybody, you know, I've been with Weston for some years now coaching him and, and all that. So coming into this season, it's like Weston, you can tell the way he's talking, the way he's riding. He finally truly believed that he belonged up front. And um, – in all his work, he was, you know, that more de- more dedicated to everything this off season. Um, also, we've had a lot more team ride days with them together, pushing together, which then helped Weston and everybody else uh, uh, out a lot. And you know, so that side of it's going great. Um, the 250 side, Nicoletti in the off season was, oh my God, if I could have video to be able to show you guys, he was like night and day from wherever he's been yeah. um, and really prepared, ready, riding intensity, um, you know, all that. And sim days, we had some simulation days, the two Saturdays coming into Anaheim. So um, he was the best out there. Really? Um, yeah, it's pretty amazing. And then he does something kind of not you would normally see someone do and just going over the bars. Uh, before you even make a lap <laughs> in practice. But that's Phil. Um, that's Phil for you, though. That, you know, coming to find out sometimes uh, uh, Phil can have that kind of little bit of mojo. And, and like my dad used to tell me, you know, sometimes you got to go out there and create your own luck. And right. that's what Phil needs to do a little bit of. And, uh, you know, Justin, for instance, he's, he's uh, had some – highs with some time qualifying and you know definitely know he can do it but he's got to put together that whole night and get that start um and that's that's you know the key i think once he gets out front and sees some clear track um i think he'll he'll get back and show everybody why he he earned that number one plate well to his credit you know we had him on was it two weeks ago jamie yeah two weeks and uh he he could not be he could not blame himself any more for what's happening with him right now than he did. And you just don't hear yeah. that a lot. It was a breath of fresh air. Oh, I, my I, gosh, yeah. I know he's an awesome kid. He's definitely talented. I'm sure he'll get mm-hmm. it together. I hate it for you guys that it's happening. But, I mean, it's professional racing. It's a professional sport. I'm sure this, that people – I mean, athletes go through stuff, right? Yeah, so they, they totally do. And so a little bit into that, like um, – you know, Justin is a breath of fresh air as far as putting it on him. You know, that that is huge. It seems like in this era, in my opinion, it, the riders get a quick to uh, blame other things than themselves. Um, 
me and Nathan Ramsey have this conversation a few times where it's like, you know, the first thing that comes out of their mouth shouldn't be the motorcycle. It should be, hey, I can do this better, need to work on this. Then what is the bike doing a few things down the line, right? Exactly. Um, yeah. Like I said, this is, this is my opinion. But Justin, once he went out and Anaheim didn't go the way he wanted, he started just hammering himself during the week, you know, and, and almost beating himself up. So maybe coming in a little flat. Um, so, you know, after Houston, we sat down, talked about a few of those things and got a little bit more structure underneath them. And, um, obviously we've seen a big improvement in uh, Phoenix, um, with that on the scope thing. I know the result wasn't exactly what he wanted, but, um, you know, he, uh, he had a little tangle with, uh, with Christian Craig, which probably wasn't on, uh, camera. So, you know, the bike got a little tweaked up, and he had to, to ride with no clutch there uh, oh, wow. for the rest of the moto. Yeah. That sounds fun. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and, and there was nothing wrong with it. He just it didn't feel exactly the way he thought it should feel, so, you know, he went ahead and just stopped using it. And uh, so, you know, hats off to him figuring it out and getting it done. That's what it takes, putting your yeah. laps in. You know, and honestly, I mean, the West Coast 250 class is just stacked with guys that, you know, oh, that guy should win. That guy should win. That guy should win. It's, I mean, you mm-hmm. have one little mishap, one little bike issue, and you're you're just done because everybody else is so good. They're so good. And if you look at the way they've been juggling that top step, um, you know, nobody's really grabbed hold of this thing yet, mm-hmm. and I don't think they're going to. I think now adding the east-west um, races that they have, it, there's going to be, you know, Justin's comments where he's not out of this thing yet. And, you know, you truly still can't count him out. Right. No, I agree for sure. So, hey, buddy, um, your history is pretty full. Uh, you've got you've got to race with some really badass dudes. Mm-hmm. I mean, even even starting out, as you were one of the fastest mini riders in the 80s period on the mm-hmm. RM80s. Probably ever. Yeah. Yeah, thank you. Uh, yeah. You know, I want to know what you learned from racing against RJ and Wardy. Like, those two guys are just, you know, they, they don't have the, the championships maybe that the Stewarts and the Reeds have, but they were equally as bad in their day. So what did you take from racing those guys? From, once again, go ahead. I, I, oh, didn't, I didn't hear. Racing RJ and uh, Wardy. What did you take? What did you learn from those guys? Uh you're you're distorted real bad. I, uh, it's, Laura, I thought you said. He's, what did you get a chance? Did you did you get to race uh, R J and Wardy at all? You know when you came into oh, the pro R- race. R J R J and Wardy. Um, I thought you said that, but I wasn't completely sure. So they, um, I got to race against R J in Europe once. Um, Wardy, I did not race a whole bunch. Um, if. Really, ever? Okay. Um, he was a little. That was a little before yeah. him. I think what he yeah, was asking he is right before. So, um, but you know, I was a big fan of of RJ and Wardy both. You know, um, Wardy because he's a little bit smaller like me, and and uh, RJ uh, just because who didn't like the bad boy back then, right? Like right. He, he was he was on he was on he was on fire. Um, you know, some of the biggest things that I've learned with uh, actually being teammates with McGrath um, in 92 when um, we were teammates, uh, the way he approached racing, the way he approached kind of main events, the way he thought about things, 
Um, it really, um, when I got into my championship runs in arena cross, a lot of those things that we used to talk about and do, I, I you know, applied and, and thought about um, as I was moving forward through my racing career. Um, uh, Jeff Emick, for instance, you know, learned from him how important the start is, you know, um, because, you know, Jeff, without amazing starter he was that's how he really got where his speed starts to blossom you know the only way you can get that speed is to run up front you know yeah that's and, true uh, i remember <clears throat> watching back on you'd always see emig up front on the starts always and he yep. might get sucked yep. up and he might you know he might ride a wider bike than a lot of guys liked but hey man uh-huh. he was he was perfecting his uh craft so to speak and it worked yeah. out well for him he was, but one of the most things, one of the things I'm most proud of is racing against JMB, John Michelle Bell. Um, that guy was, ah, just, just amazing, you know, and, and studied him, studied the way he stood on the bike, studied the way he, you know, um, used his brakes, you know, just body position, uh, things like that. And to race him, you know, he was super clean racer really smart and how he set you up to pass um and also took chances when he needed to take chances and pulled back when he didn't have to and that's yeah. something that you have to learn to become a championship points racer as well yeah jmb was amazing i like it's a shame that he was in the era where the americans really didn't treat the foreigners like they do now like marvin you know because Mm-hmm. He was so unbelievably talented, and nobody really—well, I, I shouldn't say nobody. For the most part, he didn't get the credit he deserved. Yeah, he got a lot of hate, but he was yeah. amazing. He did because, yeah, like you said, they didn't have as much uh, European flavor over here at the time, and right. he was kind of the uh, the Lone Star, little Texas uh, throw there, the Lone Star, <laughs> the whole deal. Yeah, um, but to be honest with you, his talent and what he did cannot be denied or overlooked, you know? And if American Supercross thinks about it, a lot of things that JMB did was what kind of set the bar to where it evolved to. Agreed. You know? Yeah. Um, because he, you know, in uh, me saying chicken and, and Denny about skin and what's JMB was actually the man who perfected it. Right. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, you know, some and his timing, the way he downsided stuff, the way he pitched the bike, like, you know, a lot of a lot of cool stuff came from him being over here. Agreed. He was silky smooth. But uh mm-hmm. yeah, I um it's it's it tickles me to death to get to talk about that era, that time period, you know, that's mm-hmm. the age I am. I was growing up mm-hmm. during that and to me to me that, that era should have never ended. I love right. it. I still love it, you know, it's I still yep. go back and watch those races on YouTube all the time, and yep. I see you guys, and, and it's, you know, from being a, a Pulp Mex fan, uh, the show you guys yep. did with the Great Western Bank team, Show 100, that's yep. the only Pulp show. Yeah. I mean, I've listened to all of them, but that's the only one I've gone back and listened to several times. Oh, man, that's, that, that's cool. It's, yeah, that, that, was, that was such a such a fun year, and for me personally, it was such a um, – a revival to my career because, you know, I had been doing the privateer thing on my own for a few years and had a, a little bit of success in 95. 
So getting the team together and just feeling like that sense of belonging on a team and we had a team and I was a part of something helped uh, drive me, you know, and then obviously with me and Phil and Davey and Denny getting along so well, you know, we pushed each other and we supported each other and helped each other. And, you know, it, it made a big difference in, in my racing. Uh, Phil had a great year and, and we all know Davey made a main that year and that was huge in his journey. Yeah, for sure. He, uh, it, it still shocks me that, that he only made one, but I mean, it's a tough sport know. we're in, you know? He, yeah, he, he was way better than that. He was a way better rider than just making one, um, for sure. But, you know, it, it, it was a tough time in era at that time too. You had a lot of 125 guys when it wasn't on the, the West or East, they came and rode the 250 series. Yeah back then so you know it's it stacked up you know pretty good and uh you know the whole jim castillo was obviously uh a big part of everything too and and uh my mother-in-law uh debbie she she helped with putting things together and it was a cool vibe and and a lot of fun i remember we'd be hanging out and a lot of the factory guys always would come over to our truck to chill <laughs> you know and, and uh you know we we had a lot of a lot of cool things going at that that time of year well i can imagine uh you know and i don't know him personally but just from from being mm-hmm. a fan for years and listening anytime you're getting to hang out with uh with denny stevenson things get live they get a little you know <laughs> yeah. they, it couldn't be boring is what i'm trying to say right so uh yeah but so, you, yeah with, with Denny, he's like he brings out my inner child all the time, <laughs> and uh, and and I and I, uh, you know, I do the same to egg him on on things, and and we just have a lot of fun together. Um, a quick story: we were sitting in my cul-de-sac one afternoon, just hanging out, and uh, my daughter had a little fifty at the time, and we were buzzing around the cul-de-sac, riding her or whatever. And Denny's doing his impression of um, Dumb and Dumber, something like that. Mm-hmm. He gets. He gets jacked off of the thing. The throttle hangs, spits him off the back, and runs into my neighbor's house. <laughs> <laughs> then he runs over there, picks it up real quick, looks at the, the stucco. Oh, gets a little dust off and hauls butt back to the house. <laughs> That's hilarious. You know? um, and just, you know, just always just doing goofy stuff. And um, I had a lot of fun. And, and believe it or not, Ronnie Kishner was a part of, uh, that crew back in the day, he was always the quiet one, but we used to be able to talk him into doing a few things. I can imagine. <laughs> I can imagine all you guys together, how that went. It. Uh, I tell yeah. you, that, that, that time period, like I said, you guys, I've been fans of you guys for years. I'm going to tell you, I was really nervous walking up to you at the truck and saying, Oh, man. Hey, you know, we do this dumb show. Would you be interested? And <laughs> to your credit, you're like, yeah, man, I will. Give me, you know, you had, you're busy all of a sudden. You're, I'm like, well, maybe you know, maybe he's whatever. And you came right back over there, and you're like, here's my number. Give me a call. That's awesome. I really appreciate that. Because yeah. like oh. me, me walking up to you is like some of these kids walking up to Weston or Eli. Yeah, like that's a well, big deal to you. me. You know. Thank you. Yeah. The 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 joke around my house is when my wife comes, son comes is, uh, and so you are my one for uh, Texas. Uh, I signed one autograph a weekend, right? There you go. <laughs> there you go. Hey, man, that's awesome. That's so, awesome. So it's, it's, it's still important, and it's still, uh, 
you know, rubs my inner ego the right way. There you go. <laughs> well, we know you're a busy no, it's, guy. It's my pleasure. Oh man, it, it, trust me, it is. It's ours. We we have really enjoyed this. We know you're busy. We won't take any more of your time. But thanks for coming on here, man. We really appreciate it, and we'll uh, we hope to see you in Dallas. Hey, hope to be on again, too, guys. So uh, yeah, see you in Dallas, and and let me know. All right, Absolutely. man. Thanks so much. Yep. Have a good night. You too, you as well. Buddy Antonez. Bud, man. We didn't even talk about all his arena cross championships. He's one of those guys you could just, we need to have, we'll have to do another interview. We're going to have to, yeah. yeah. (laughs) Well, you just, you could go back so far. Oh, Oh, you're still there. You're still there, buddy. Sorry. (laughs) (laughs) All right. We're hanging up, man. I apologize. All right. No worries. Yeah, we got to get into some other stuff. We kind of. That was good. It was different than, than most, right? Yeah, yeah. I'm going to text you about that because we're we really going to have to do that. Like, just give it a, a, a – when you have time, of course. I know you're busy, but we'd like to talk a little bit no, more about no, that. No, let, 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 let's talk in Dallas and then uh, set another one up. Awesome. Absolutely. Yeah. We'll do that. Thanks, buddy. Okay. Cool. Thanks, guys. See you. Later. Your fucking phone, dude. Well, well, yeah. <laughs> I hit end, but then they usually hang up too. So Right. Anyway. Right. Well, hey, let's tell you what. Quick break. We'll be yeah. right back with Alex Nagy. I all right, guys, welcome back. We're going to get to our next guest. Super cool guy, privateer hero, probably sleeping in his car right now as we speak. <laughs> Team Skivvy Racing's Alex Nagy. Alex, what's up, dude? Uh, not much. Thanks for having me on. Absolutely. Thank you for coming on, man. We, we, uh, we're we always pumped to have uh, guys like you on here. Yeah, we keep hearing these gnarly stories you know, on Pulp and Cade Clayson and A-Ray talking about what a badass dude you are sleeping in your car. You know, I mean, That's some 1980s shit that's right there. That's some gangster shit, son. <laughs> yeah, me and, uh, me and my dad, we're always roughing it. So this is like my, I think my fifth year doing Supercross. And uh, since day one, we've been doing the same thing. And, and that's just always been the way we've done it. So. Well, it sounds like it's a ton of fun, or you wouldn't keep doing it, right? <laughs> What's up? It has to be a ton of fun, like getting to live your dream and just kind of living rough, doing whatever you got to do to get to the race. But like sleeping in your car, like I've done it a few times, man. Believe it's me, it's not fun. If you don't, it has to be. You have to be enjoying what you're doing to put up with that, right? Yeah, I mean, absolutely. But uh, it, like you said, it it uh, it makes for some good stories and good experiences. And and like uh, when I first started doing it, I I used to think like this sucks, this is horrible. And then after a while, you like adapt to it. Now it's like it's what I'm used to, you know. So it's uh, it's not all that bad anymore. Well, we we heard on the pulp show last night they had Scummy on, and it sounds like he kind of stepped up to give you a little help. Um, what what is Skivvy and and what has the company done for you to help out? Yeah, Colin uh, Colin at Skivvy helped out a ton. He uh, he stepped up with that team that he started with uh, me and five other riders, and uh, yeah, he's been helping out huge bike transport, pit setup. He uh, took my bike to Houston, so I was able to fly, and uh, that was that was awesome. That was actually the first ever Supercross I've ever flown to in five years of doing this so that wow. was that was big to not have to drive all the way to houston from california now did i hear you still slept in your rental car <laughs> at the at the stadium at that race 
Yeah, yeah, it's actually a pretty funny story. So I uh, I flew out Friday morning from San Diego, and uh, my dad flew out Friday morning from Chicago to San Diego, uh, from Chicago to Houston. So we both met up in Houston, and I uh, got the rental car, went to the stadium, did tact or uh, did sound it all, whatever we had to do for the day, and then uh, roughed it in the rental car, <laughs> and then uh, did the race. After that, went to the airport, and uh, my flight didn't leave until 9.30 p.m. Sunday night. So I was in the airport for, like, almost 24 hours. That was oh, wow. pretty long. My dad's flight left in the morning. So not only did I rough it in the rental car, but I also, like, slept at the airport and did all that. Jeez. Oh, wow. <laughs> it was a long weekend. It was... Yeah, that, that's that's hardcore right there, man. Dude, and that's very, very impressive. Your back's going to hurt really bad one day. <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's for sure well alex how did you get your start in racing where'd you grow up you know how'd you get into moto tell us about that uh yeah so i grew up in uh richmond illinois for pretty much my entire life and uh my dad raced my sister raced and it was pretty much just what i was born into and then uh once i started to take it a lot more serious my sister stopped racing and my dad stopped racing a long time ago so i kind of just took off and ran with it and uh just like every other kid, you know, started racing locally, started doing better, and then um, started to do the amateur national stuff, and that was kind of what I was chasing for the longest time. And between all that, I would race arena cross in the winters on 65s and 80s because uh, Illinois gets a lot of snow. And then um, towards the towards the end of when I was racing, like 85s and stuff, I think I right when I turned 15, I, I got hurt, and I broke my hand and my collarbone. And I kind of had some time off, and when I came back, I went straight into the A class. So I, I never even raced B or C or any of that stuff. I just went from a super 250A and uh, raced slams, all that stuff, and got my pro card as fast as I could to start being able to race outdoors in the supercrosses. What do you like better? You like supercross or outdoors better? I like supercross a lot better. So pretty much just because, um, like, I seem to be a lot better of a supercross rider too. It comes uh, like timing and all that stuff comes a lot more natural to me than, than holding the bike wide open yeah. and trying to go as fast as I can on a super rough track. And also it's uh, it's a lot cooler. I think it's, it's way more of a show and Agreed. as a racer, you can go race a supercross through the whole day program and, and the night and after it, you're, you're good. Whereas after you do outdoors the whole day, I mean, you're, you're done for it. Yeah, I, I can see that. I mean, obviously Mark and I, we just ride amateur stuff. But, yeah, just going to a Supercross, there's just something about it. It's like going to a rock concert, it's man. It's awesome. It you is. know, it's like going to see Metallica, yeah. you know, or something. And you're just like, this is fucking awesome. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah, yeah and, Supercross is, is a total awesome show. Yeah, for sure. absolutely, absolutely. So, um, what is your are you do you have plans to try to run the whole series, the whole season, or what? What have you? What is your goal? Yeah, yeah, that's uh, that's my plan. I'm gonna I'm gonna do uh, all 17 rounds on a 450. Nice. That's uh, that's what my plan is as of now. So like, right now I'm still in uh, Southern California. I've been out here since um, I think right around Thanksgiving. So come, uh, so it'll go Oakland this weekend, then San Diego. So after San Diego, I'll leave and I'll drive and make my way to Texas. Mm-hmm. And then after Texas, I'm gonna go back home to Illinois for the week. And then uh, leave to go down to uh, I think Tampa, Florida. Okay. down in Florida for the next I think two weeks it is for Tampa, Atlanta, Daytona, and then I'll come back home and I'll be uh, stationed out of 
or staying at home in Illinois and okay. driving each round from there. Yeah, I bet you're so, looking forward to that, getting home. Sleep in your own bed. Yeah, yeah it'll be nice to get home, but I'll, uh, I'm not looking forward to the, to the weather back in Illinois. <laughs> right. <sure. laughs> yeah, we're, we're in Texas. We're about two hours from Dallas, and it's been pretty chilly, but probably not what you're used to. We had one or two really, really cold well, days. He was here during Houston. Oh, that's right. It was pretty yeah. damn cold that day, but then we, we had yeah, this. Yeah, Houston was chilly. Yeah, well, that wind sucked. Dude. Yeah, <laughs> walk it. We walked in that crap all day. Yeah, and, uh, I'm sure you guys riding your gear up to the, you know, having to ride across the street and all that was probably not that much fun. But uh, yeah, it was a cold ride. The, well, you just don't expect that, especially Houston's more of the southern part of our state, and it stays hot down there more yeah. than it does. You know, well, then Sunday we went to Three Palms, and it was pretty nice. Y'all went to Three Palms. Well, that's right. My yeah. ass went home. Yeah, I stayed down the road. So. Well, it's funny, yeah. When the when the when the cool when the cool part of the weekend's over, the weather cooperates. You know? <laughs> but hopefully, Dallas will uh, will get you a little bit better a uh, little bit better weather for that. You should never know. Yeah, yeah, we'll see. So, be, this is crazy with the weather. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Besides Skivvy, who else is helping you out? Who's getting you to the races? Is this coming out of mom and dad's pocket, or you got some good sponsors? Uh, yeah, my my family helps me out a lot, and uh, also a company called Like You Live is a, a huge key part of my program this year, helping me out with just about everything, and uh, sets up huge gp two new bikes, so that was a uh, major game changer going into this season, making the switch to KTM. Mm-hmm. So I, I've been on a Suzuki, I think, uh, my entire whole time I've been on a 450 and Supercross, so I uh, it was nice to make a change finally. So when you go do it at privateer style, as basic as you are, do you have all the parts you need, or, or do you have to go hit up some of the teams sometimes? If you know, if you burn up a set of clutches, are you ready to change out a set quickly? Um, I've got two bikes, so okay. I always bring my other bike with me, and I think uh, just about for for anyone or any privateer or even anyone that races locally, that's usually the the go to thing is to just have a spare practice bike or whatever, because then you know you've got everything. You just gotta be able to strip it off. So, but like for clutches and stuff, Recluse takes super good care of me, and I've always ran their torque drive stuff, and and that clutch will last the whole series, believe it or not. You oh wow! Seventeen rounds on one clutch, and that thing's pretty much like bulletproof. Well, I, so, I would think that Alex Ray needs that then, because what we hear is he goes through like three or four sets a day. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it is a different story. I think I think you could probably put a bulletproof clutch in his bike and he'd go through right. five three of them a day. So. Do you have? I mean, have you built any kind of relationships with any of the bigger teams that they will help you out if you need it? Um, you know, to be honest, uh, not really. I I really try not to uh, hit people up for any you know for anything because it seems like they're always uh, they're on their their own thing. And yeah. but if uh, if it came down to it to where I absolutely have to, I'd, I'd ask around and, and try to see if I could scrounge it up. But I think um, you pretty much, you can't rely on that as a project. Sure. you got to have your own, your own backup, you know? Well, I tell you, living, living is, uh, as rough as you have to live to do what you're doing. It's probably good to have an underwear sponsor, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Definitely good to ask Gibby for sure. Yeah. So, those... Go buy, go buy some Gibby. They're the best underwear around. Oh, I've got, yeah. I've got several pairs of them. I think dark side does too. Yeah, I, well, will, I, I will agree with that. Those things are amazing. Yeah, private tooth tested and private tooth approved. I like that. Yeah, I, I I just ordered my first set like two weeks ago. We're we're buddies with Daniel Blair. His show is sponsored by it, so I was like, man, I'll, I'll try some of these out. And they came in a week ago, and yeah, I, I've got two pair, and I just 
I don't even wash them. I just wear them every other day. Dude, I've got two 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 pairs of the regular like uh, boxer briefs, and I've got a perform a set of the performance briefs. Those oh, things nice. are sick, dude. Right on. They're sick. Right. Yeah, they're quality for sure. Absolutely. Well, man, uh, we really appreciate you coming on, and uh, we we can't wait to see you at Dallas, and uh, we'll have to introduce ourselves. I didn't get a chance. To, we didn't get a chance to meet you at Houston. That that Houston was our first Supercross as a media entity. So it was a little chaotic for us. Yeah, we were trying to figure out where the hell to go in right. every situation. Yeah, that, that's how it is for every Supercross. I don't think anyone ever has any clue where to go or what's going on. I <laughs> think something's here and it's there. And right. It's always well, I've been to enough football games at Jerry's World in Dallas that i hopefully be able to navigate that one a little easier. Yeah. But well, uh, I know where I'm going there because I did it last year. But Yeah, for just, sure. But, yeah. But, yeah, man, if you need anything, yep. you know, when we're there, we're glad to help out, Give you know, get you something to eat, get you some, whatever you need, just like help you with whatever just hit us up or we're, we're glad to we're glad to assist you if you need it cool yeah like, you guys there. yeah man like I, I think i texted you early you know a couple weeks ago or whatever and said man if you need a place to crash we've got a room already if you just want to take a shower or whatever after practice hit us up feel free we'll be in and out of the room we'll be at the stadium all day like you so very cool thank you all right alex we really appreciate you man and uh good luck this weekend all right, thanks. Yeah, thanks for having me on. Have a okay, good one, Alex. Care. All right, see you. Bye. See you, man. Alex Nagy, a, a true that's that's a privateer right there. True privateer, yeah, absolutely. He's uh, living by the living by the skin of his teeth, basically, yeah. and uh, just getting by race to race. I mean, I, to me, I'm envious. That sounds like a shitload of fun. It does sound fun, man. You know, yeah. especially if you got you go with a buddy. You know, like. I mean, he's doing a lot of it with his dad, which is still cool. But yeah. that's that's some life experiences that he's going to have yeah. down the road. He's going to be like, "Oh shit, yeah." Think of all these things I did twenty years ago. Yeah, I mean, I don't know if I'd like it so much now. I slept in my van one night and I was ready to <laughs> yeah. go back home. But yeah, uh, yeah. you know, at the same, and I, I was out riding dirt bikes doing yeah. it. Still wanted to go right, home. but at the same time, that's cool. You know? Yeah, I mean, it's it's hardcore, and I man, mad respect for him. Absolutely. Well, give give us a second, guys. We're gonna we're gonna try to get Keg Clayson on the line. So uh, we'll take a quick break and be back. All right, guys, we're going to get to our, our final guest of the night. He uh, has done a bit of Supercross racing himself, now works does a little work for uh, FXR Racing. The one and only Cade Clayson. Cade, what up, dude? Oh, not much. Just hanging out here in Southern California right now and enjoying this nice weather. Yeah, I wish we. I wish I was out there anyway. I, I love SoCal. I do too. In and out burger, palm trees, beaches. Yeah, In and out burger is, is, is good enough for me. I'll just take that. <laughs> But uh, In and Out Burger makes everything better. Yes, like, absolutely. It matter what it is. Now you're uh, talking. Yeah, our closest In and Out Burger is about two hours away. And Mark and I will make a trip to Village Creek over there just so that we can go eat there. Yeah, we'll, yeah. We'll, we'll, go ride, we'll go ride two hours away instead of our local track just so we can have In and Out Burger. Yeah, yeah. It's long, long as that's there, we're we're good. We're good. <laughs> But uh, Kate, tell us what, te- what tell us what you're up to now. Uh, a little bit about your role at FXR. What you got going with that? Uh, basically, with me right now, you know, I just started riding again. I had shoulder surgery uh, in October last year, so I, I'm just kind of 
I just got over recovering from that and, you know, getting starting back to riding. Um, uh, when all the stuff came out with me, uh, halfway through outdoors last year, um, FXR actually called or they, you know, they offered me, uh, you know, a part-time job with them and it's actually been a lot of fun. You know, I, uh, I get to travel and go do, go do different events for them. And, you know, I'm going to almost all the supercrosses. I went to a bunch of photo shoots. Um, I'm going to a dealer show here in a few weeks. So, you know, it's cool. I enjoy it. Um, well, besides that, you know, just kind of getting back into riding and training. Um, I'm going to get ready and uh, go to Canada and, uh, you know, try and do as best I can up there. Yeah, it's got to make you feel good that FXR stepped up like that and, and helped you out. I mean, that there's not a lot of companies that would have done that probably. Yeah, you know, it's really cool of them. You know, Andy, um, one of the head guys there, um, him and I just had a good relationship when I started riding for them, and I think he just kind of liked uh, the, <clears throat> my personality and whatnot and how I present myself, and they were kind of looking for somebody to fill the role, and, you know, they knew I was in a spot where I could do it, and I knew a lot of people, and it, it worked out really well. You know, I get to work with a lot of my friends, and I've met a lot of new people, and stuff like that so it's uh it's worked out really well for me i think well they make a, a really awesome looking set of gear they had a uh, i forget which team that was we were over at houston but they had some stuff on a mannequin i was looking at james like, man this stuff is awesome right here yeah it was the yeah it is go ahead yeah it is it's really good stuff um it's high quality you know a lot of the guys um like one of our guys uh i was talking to this weekend he said before he wore it he thought it was more of a lower quality set of gear that he, you know, that was just his thinking. But once he got the gear and wore it, he was blown away by how nice the actual material was and how well it held up. So, you know, that was kind of cool to hear and to be a part of something that uh, is actually working really good for other guys. Yeah, because they've been coming on strong. I mean, it seems like every year there's more and more guys, you know, you see wearing I swear wearing just about everybody's wearing FXR yeah. now. Yeah, we have a lot, a lot of guys. You know, we have two guys that did JR. Um, you know, we have the whole ATP Motorsports team, the whole Rockwell team, and then you know a handful of privateers. So um, it's uh, we got a good group of guys. You know, everyone seems to work really well. Um, so yeah, I mean, I haven't, I haven't had to deal with anybody that I dislike yet. So <laughs> <laughs> well, neither have we. So yeah, yeah. that's cool. Yeah. So um, will you be at Dallas this year? Is that one of the rounds you'll yeah. be? Oh, sweet. Well, yeah. I, I won't yeah, blow I'll you off this time. Yeah, I was bummed, man. I was like, I was sitting twice. Not just once, <laughs> but twice. You know, but, you know, it is what it is. I, I reckon, I, you know, I'm not as big of a deal anymore. No. I'm not racing, but, you know. Whatever it takes. Well, here, here's the deal with that. Like, and, and you wouldn't recognize me, but I'm the guy of us two that will recognize every single person that walks by, and my dumb ass still didn't see you. Well, so you can ask Jamie. I'm always pointing. There's so and so. There's yeah. so and so. There's so and so. And he's like, where? Where? You know, he doesn't get it. So well, like he's I, a rock star too, though, man. No, like I was trying to say on the Pulp Show, that was our first Supercross as a media outlet. media outlet. And I'm kind of OCD, so I had this list of things that, okay, I'm going to talk to this guy about this. And, and as the day went on <laughs> and things changed, I was just, I, it was very difficult for me. It was just like. He couldn't adapt is what yeah, it was. <laughs> I was struggling, so I felt like I needed to be in 12 places at once. So I apologize because I'm definitely not a cool guy to anybody. I'm not, a, I'm not even a cool guy. Don't let him lie to you, Kane. <laughs> Oh man, it's all good. Hey, I've done it before plenty of times too. Well, you should have called me out, man. You know, you should have said something to me. 
Yeah, it's all right. I know how it is. Sometimes people got agendas and, you know, you're not involved in it. And, uh, <laughs> you know, I, that's something I have that problem too sometimes. Like I'm trying to do something that people are trying to talk to. And I'm like, look, I'd love to talk to you right now, but I really don't have the time for your crap. I got something to do. <laughs> well, I'm going to make time at Dallas, well, I promise. Well, Jamie, he's the pro rider, so you're supposed to talk to him. It's not him coming to talk Trust to me, you. Trust me, you know I feel like a dick. <laughs> Uh, so you say you've been back on the bike are you faster than a ray already i haven't you know i've i've been back in south carolina okay uh, i live at club of mex um i'm actually out here staying with a ray right now um but i'm not riding out here my stuff's all back east gotcha um but i mean i hope so gosh that would be a real disappointment <laughs> the banner back and forth between you guys yeah. we get to hear through the pulp show is pretty awesome yeah oh it doesn't end there like i'm staying with him right now and it's just constant like i mean it's just a roast fest yes all day sun up to sundown i i think it'd be really a, a tv camera would be good to like just one single yeah. camera follow you two around uh, i'm sure there'd be some good uh footage that you could make a little youtube show out of or something right yeah i tell you i mean we've thought about doing like a video log thing that would be so funny oh yeah like you know do like the christian craig or the adamson throw you know get the gopro out yeah film us in our daily lives that would be classic because people would love how much we just hate it hate on each other <laughs> i think that that's a, a sign that you're good friends there's three yep. of us involved with this show there's me dark side and there's a guy named tj and our group text we are unmerciful to each other it is if we <laughs> if we screenshotted those things and put them online people would think we were mental right. seriously oh hey our our group chat it's like uh me alex henry miller josh osby and kyle peters <laughs> we have to have it on snapchat so that everything automatically gets deleted. It's, <laughs> it's, it's brutal. I bet. That, yeah, that's a good time, though. I'm, it's nice to hear that you guys are all getting along like that because our sport needs a little more of that. <clears throat> well, I love that you guys, as privateers, you know, are getting the love you get and have become – you know, this have become the stars you deserve to be. You know, I don't know. A lot of that's through Mathis and promoting yeah, you sure. guys. And, and we want to try to help with that too. Not that you need our help. We can't do a whole lot, but <laughs> same time. I mean, I always looked up to the privateers as much as or more than anybody. Cause you guys really have to go through some shit to get where you're going. And, uh, and both you and uh, Alex, you know, a Ray have, he's have, not a privateer anymore. Well, I know, but he was, <laughs> you know, and, uh, have come up through the ranks and just really made it happen. I think it's awesome. Yeah, you know, it's really cool. I actually did an interview uh, recently that will come out soon. And in it, they, like, asked me what it's like to be a privateer and, you know, and everything. And it's, you know, it's it's almost like it's something that everyone needs to experience. Like, you know, like, obviously some of the guys, like, you know, the top dudes like Kenny and Dunge, like, they've never experienced what it's like to go to a race and, you know, have to compete against guys way out of your league. You know, and you know, trying to suffer through it all, but you know, it, it allows you to meet a lot of cool people and do things in a totally different way that makes you earn a lot of respect, and you know, you give a lot of respect too. But um, you know, just being able to interact with sponsors and do all that type of stuff, and even with fans, like you know, fans can't get nearly as close to dungy as they can to me and alex like yeah i mean if you want to walk under my canopy well you know i'd go for it they're not full security <laughs> guards saying i'm saying no. right I'm, i <laughs> might hand you a wrench to yeah. hold back up 
Yeah, that's pretty cool. We we really enjoyed being in the the back of the pits. I don't, you know, actually, I don't think Mark and I ever walked down that front row where KTM and everybody was. We we no, were pretty we much st- out back the whole time. Yeah, we stayed towards the back, but back part of the pits. I guess what what they call Privateer Island yeah. or whatever. I like it back there. It's gnarly. Oh, the island has great views. Um, you know, we have uh, nice sandy beaches. It's the problem <laughs> if you don't have a whole lot of nice stuff. Right. There was a uh, uh, top ramen noodles were, were plentiful back there, right. and the canopies, right. and people acting silly, and I enjoyed it. Oh, it was cool. Yeah, I mean the ending maps, they take their little rowboat and go to Chipotle <laughs> every weekend, but you know, I mean it is what it is. We definitely had to make a, a trip by to see those dudes. Of course, we got hugs from both of them right. and things like that. But uh, no, I, you, you guys are the the heart and soul of the sport, and you know it's uh, it's cool to see now. Getting to that, um, I know we, we talked a little bit about what happened to you. Are you still in limbo with that, uh, or do you know anything, or, or what's going on with that? Uh, I, I actually just had a phone call not that long ago. I can't really tell everyone what, what it was about because it's not, like, set in stone yet. They kind of want me to keep it low-key. Um, so, I mean, stuff is kind of moving in the right direction. You know, it's not great, mm-hmm. but it's better than what it was. So... You know, hopefully here soon I'll have all the answers and, uh, you know, everyone will know. But cool. right now, I mean, it's, it is moving in the right direction. I had, like, a good phone call with them. So I was happy to finally have one of those because it has been, you know, a pretty crappy, you know, 10 months or whatever, however long it's been. I don't even know anymore. But, um, you know, it is what it is. And I've just been trying to make the best of it. And, uh, you know, I'm, you know, happy that I am where I am, I guess. Well, I was one of the many that were tweeting out the hashtag of free Cade. Uh, you know, we, we, we got your back. We don't the, – the, we think the sport's better with you in it, man. Yeah, I appreciate that, man. Yeah, I mean, I I mean, I have a lot of a lot of fans out there I didn't even know I had. Even Houston, people started yelling free Cade as I was walking out of the stadium and stuff. It was cool. It was really cool. Um, people not but, named Dark Side that were cool guy on you? No, they didn't cool guy me. I uh, – I was pumped, you know. Uh, people, people know who I was, so hey. uh, you know. And I feel bad because I don't know, like you know, when I first turned pro, I know like people would say hi to me, and I knew every single one of them. But, yeah. You know, I've gotten older. I've met so many half people. I don't, you know, I don't know any of them. I know faces a lot of the time, but you know, sometimes it's like names. Yeah, yeah. Names are hard. Names are hard. But even you know, after that, you know, there's people that I have no clue who they are. It makes me feel bad because I, I like knowing who people are and stuff when they try to talk to me, but, um, you know, it is what it is. I can't know everybody. Right. Well, it shows how strong Pulp Nation is, and we're huge fans here, and, and Steve just does a good job of promoting you guys, and I think that's very important for our sport. So, you know, I wish Feld and those guys would have, like, in between heat races, they should have little profiles of you guys or something you know, I, 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 it just would make the sport grow better. I think if they knew the guys that were in the LCQ, and we need that. Yeah, you know, I mean, it is tough. You know, I mean, the fans, you know, they don't, you know, a lot of the fans just want to come to the races. They just want to see, you know, the top dudes, hence yep. the triple clown. I think that's kind of where that was based off of, where, you know, some weekends, like, like fans who are super into it, like you guys, yeah, you'd love seeing more of us. Whereas, fans who were you know just like the saturday warriors who just want oh man i wonder who's going to be on the podium tonight like who really cares about 15th through 22nd yeah you know? 
Most people probably don't even know there's 22 guys in the main. They only <laughs> think about the front five. Right, right. So, you know, it's it's hard to decipher, you know. I think it has gotten better for us, you know, like the guys that, who do, like, the Supercross online stuff, you know, they're constantly doing interviews and stuff with, you know, um, privateers and stuff. So that's cool. I mean, those guys do what they can. So it's, uh, it's nice. You know, obviously – I think people can always do more, but maybe beggars can't be choosers. Exactly. Right on, man. Well, we hope to hear some good news from you soon, and uh, we really enjoy talking to you tonight. We won't bother you anymore, but thanks for coming on, bud. Appreciate it. Yeah, man, I appreciate you guys having me, and, uh, yeah, you guys have a good show, and I'll see, I'll see you guys in Dallas. I yeah. will, I will uh, call Darkside out if he tries to cool guy you again. <laughs> Not going to happen, yeah, man. Cade's going to be the first guy I look for when we get there. There you go. Sure. <laughs> All right, Cade. Have a good night, buddy. Thanks, buddy. All right, you guys too. See you, Cade. Cade Clayson. Yeah, man, that was cool. Uh, I like talking to those guys, man. Well, I like talking to all these guys. So yeah, no, no, he, he seems like a good dude, and I really hope for the best for him. I hope, I hope that this thing turns around where he can start racing again. It sounds like it's going in the right direction. So we'll we'll see how it goes. I mean, when you're dealing with usada or whatever the fuck they are they're, right. they're a pain in the ass but they're a pain in the ass for a reason you know yeah i don't think there's it doesn't mean, sound like this was his fault at all though and he, i don't feel like he should have any repercussions from right it, you know so i mean you're gonna screw with the guy you know uh, one of the journeymen one of the working class guys it's, it's, it, it sucks it's bullshit yeah it's complete bullshit but you know and it what's i wish we had something like what the ufc has implemented they got jeff Novitsky, you know the guy the, the, the famous guy that took lance armstrong down is okay basically he works for the ufc now but he's actually an advocate for the athletes for the fighters oh really and helping them when something like this pops up get to the bottom of why it really happened and it usually goes a long way to, to, to help and either clear them and or you know, prove their guilt, whatever the case is. And um, it, yeah, would be interesting. Cool. it would be cool if we had somebody like yeah. that over here that was, was so in tune with that. And uh, we're growing. I know it's baby steps. It may happen one day. I mean, if they're going to do this, so like the UFC implemented their own policies. Yeah, and that's, that. that's impressive that they were willing to do that. You know, they took the time and probably the money Mm-hmm. to do it well it was time to clean the sport up our yeah. sport's not dirty right i think it's i mean should they drug test these guys well i mean yeah i mean anytime there's a lot of money involved in a professional sport you're probably gonna have one or two they're trying to push in for that edge for sure and i mean truthfully I, I don't think in our sport it's it's really a there's not there's not a whole lot out there to benefit you so i mean a little bit but you know it's not you still you can either ride a dirt bike fast or you can't right i, I think you know? like you know, I've heard, I guess, Mathis or some of those guys say it's more the recovery. You no, know, it is after for the, sure. After the training. and Depending on what you're taking, yes, yeah. it is. So yeah. uh, like, That makes sense. EPO is not really going to help you in a Supercross race. Right. You know, it's not going to – probably not even going to help you in outdoor motocross. It's not for that. You know? Yeah, and, the, you know, the things like hydrating. Like, I don't understand why they won't let them have IVs. Let everybody have an IV. They should let everybody They have should have IV stations. Yeah, it's probably because not everybody has access yeah, to them. Yeah, I guess that, that – Makes sense for fairness, but maybe they should provide. Well, it's not like these fools ain't doing it in their motorhomes. Right. Of course they are. The ones that have it. I would yeah. be. Yeah. I mean, I'm not even going to lie to you. I would be if it were me. Should I do it this coming weekend? We go practice if <laughs> I could. <laughs> yeah, if I had another, I would too. I'd need it. But, uh, Strap it to the bike. Like yeah. Like a camel pack. Oh, God. Yeah, for sure. There's times I before I got sober, I had I'd wake up, I would wake up and really need one, you know? <laughs> But, uh, you know, this thing with him, I think it was Adderall or whatever. That's just bullshit. Yeah. They need to fucking drop that. 
it's just my opinion. I know it doesn't mean anything, and it's not going to help his case, but that's just the way I feel about it. So I, I understand. Good show tonight. Yeah, yeah. We got to get this thing uploaded now. We'll have to call TJ. And you're gonna be able to get it edited. Oh yeah, yeah. It'll take a little bit, but I'll get it. Well, all right. So, we'll and be- once again, if it sounds like shit. Because TJ wasn't here. If it sounds good, because I did a good job. There you go. Well, big thanks to uh, Aaron Plessinger, Buddy Antonez, uh, Alex Nagy, and uh, Kate Clayson for coming on. It's right been on. fun, Dark Side. Always. All right, Always. guys. Well, good time. Big shout out, Broadway Power Sports, Tyler, Texas, MX Girl Designs, Shock Socks, uh, All Sport Dynamics, uh, my buddy Carl York, uh, TPJ Racing for. Uh, Mark Poole, Jamie Guida, Muscle Mark, Dark Side. We'll see you next week. See you guys.